The uh, scripture this morning on which the teaching is based is Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 4. So if you'd find that in your Bibles or a pew Bible, it's on page um, 955. Let's pray again. (laughs) Lord, we turn our eyes to you now, to your word. We turn our ears toward you, that your Holy Spirit would speak through the words that you have inspired. Make them fresh to us today. And give us courage and wisdom for how to apply these words to, uh, well, how to apply our life, our lives to these words. In Jesus' name, amen. I was pausing because I'm trying to decide, um, yeah, I think we're going to do it. (laughs) We're going to do something a little different. Uh, This is what uh, our our family, our our friends at the state park are doing right now. Um, I'm going to read these two verses, these three verses, three times. I'm going to pause in between each time. And I, I want you to be listening for maybe a word or a phrase that the Holy Spirit wants to highlight for you this morning. So I'm going to read it three times slowly. Be listening for a word or a phrase that God may want to speak to you with this morning. And uh, you can follow along as I read, or you can simply close your eyes and listen to these words. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Here's the second time. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Okay, last time. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Would anyone like to share the word or the phrase that 
the Holy Spirit highlighted for you. You don't need to comment on it. Just share the, share the word or the phrase. Being watchful and thankful. Mm. Open the door. Devote yourselves to prayer. It's okay. Pardon me? Proclaim. Mm. Anyone else? The mystery of Christ. Mm. Hey, thank you all for sharing. Did you want to say something, Christian? Oh, okay, I thought you were thankful. Sorry, I thought you were getting my attention up there. Well, devoted to prayer. There are many things in life that we are devoted to. Right? Things that uh, give you a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Things that you spend a lot of energy and time doing or thinking about. Uh, something you try to do well because it matters. And, and that's the thing. Anything that really matters to you, you will be devoted to. You will be faithful at, regular, persistent disciplined, continually doing. The Bible tells us that's the way it should be with prayer. That prayer is worth being devoted to, being dedicated to. I love the way that the, the New International Reader's Version, which is kind of a children's translation, puts this verse. It says, um, give a lot of time and effort to prayer. Be devoted to prayer. Give a lot of time and effort to prayer. And this is not an isolated command here in Scripture. We're told again and again that prayer is of the utmost priority. Ephesians 6.18 says, Be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray continually. Luke 18.1, Always pray and never give up. Then in Acts 2.42, we have a picture of the, the early church and what they were doing. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. We're told to be devoted to prayer because it matters. Because prayer, more than anything else we can do, connects us to God and to God's work. But if you're like me, um, I, I look at my life and think, gosh, how devoted am I to prayer? How much time and effort do I spend on prayer compared to Let's say making sure I eat three meals and several snacks a day. Or raising my kids, right? 
or taking care of my body. We're devoted to so many things, but prayer is worth devoting to, as are other things. Um, We wouldn't need these commands in the Bible if prayer were easy. If it were something we just naturally wanted to do all the time, Paul wouldn't have to say, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So I'm encouraged because um, God knows that it's, it's hard, um, but anything worth doing in life is hard. So how can we be more devoted to prayer? Because there are things in our lives and as a church that will not happen unless we are serious about prayer. So how can we be devoted to prayer? I want to look at these three verses to discover a few things. Specifically, there are two practices that aid prayer and one purpose that motivates prayer. So let's look at those this morning. The first two, the two practices that aid prayer, that help us be devoted to prayer, are right in verse 2. As Lorinda noted, being watchful and thankful. So devote yourselves to prayer. How? By being watchful and thankful. What does it mean to be watchful? Basically, it means pay attention. Don't fall asleep. Don't be sort of lulled to sleep by the world around you. And oh man, there are so many things in the world that want to lull us to sleep. Scrolling through our phones, watching TV, focusing on money, uh, focusing on superficial things that whisper, "Here, here is what life's about. Or this is more important than prayer right now. Worry. Worry can be a way of falling asleep because we're focused on um, ourselves and what we don't have and what we're afraid of. So be watchful. Pay attention. Let me use an analogy that many of you can probably relate to. Uh, The older you get, the more you have to think about your body, right? And so you're very watchful. You ask questions like, Is it safe for me to walk up those steps? What about if they're icy? Um, Do I have enough energy to go do this thing I want to do? Uh, Should I wear a mask in this place or not? Have I taken my medicine this morning? When's my next doctor's appointment? I better remember that. How is my blood sugar today? Can you all relate to this? You're thinking about this kind of stuff all the time. You're being watchful because it matters to you that you stay healthy. And so you pay attention. You're alert. You're watchful. There are things that you don't do because you know it would uh, negatively affect your health. There are other things you do because you need them, right? You're watchful. And so it is the same way in prayer. See, we need to pay attention and ask questions like, what is God doing that I can participate in in prayer? What does that person need me to pray for them about? What's going on in my heart that I need to talk to God about? 
Are there any sins from which I need to repent? Um, what does God's word say about this situation? You see, we're being watchful in prayer. We're not just praying because um, somebody asked us to pray for their health. Okay, I'll throw up a prayer for my friend's health, which is great. But being watchful is more proactive. It's like being spiritually alert, having your antenna up, paying attention to what God is doing, to what the Holy Spirit might be prompting you to do. Maybe you feel a nudge. I should pray for this person right now. Follow that nudge. Maybe you feel a nudge. I should turn off the TV and open up God's word. Follow that nudge. Be watchful. You see, when we're watchful, prayer becomes more something we're participating in with God. Not just kind of a passive or one-sided thing, but, but actually joining with God in his purposes as we are watchful. Be thankful. That's the next thing. Because gratitude fuels prayer. How many of you have experienced an answer to prayer and you just have so much gratitude and that is like a, a flywheel that spins and makes you want to pray more? Because you see God's power, you see God's provision and you think, uh, I want to experience more of that. I want this other person to experience more of that. Right? Gratitude fuels prayer. A few weeks ago, when I was very sick with COVID, I found myself praying a lot for my health. <laughs> um, in particular, and maybe this wasn't the most important thing, but I was praying that I would be able to taste and smell again someday. <laughs> because it, some of you know this, it's miserable to try to eat or to try to drink coffee or do anything if you don't have your taste and smell. I was beginning to despair, like, oh, what if I can never smell the autumn leaves again? What if I can never uh, taste my coffee again? Oh, no, God, please help me. I did, made the mistake of going on Google and asking, you know, how long does your, your taste and smell take to come back? And it said, well, about 65% of people experience a full recovery. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, please, let me be in that 65%. <laughs> and thanks be to God, it has come back. It's not fully back there yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. And so I am so grateful to God. And that, in turn, fuels further prayer for other things, remembering that God is good and faithful. And even if my smell had not come back, we, I could have been grateful. God, thank you that you healed me. God, thank you that um, I still have you. No matter what else I may lose, I still have you. Gratitude fuels prayer. So be watchful and be thankful. The third thing is a purpose. Uh, we're, we're given a glimpse of a greater purpose here for prayer that can help us to be devoted to prayer. And that's in verses 3 and four. Let me read those again. Pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message, 
so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. So here's Paul in prison. Uh, He's also with maybe some friends are visiting him who are co-laboring with him in the gospel. He's saying, pray for us that a door may be opened for our message. It's interesting. He's not saying, pray that I can get out of this place quickly. Or pray that they'll serve me better food here in prison. Or pray that these blisters, these sores on my arms will get better. He doesn't ask, and if you look at his other letters, you don't find him asking for uh, a lot of the kinds of things we tend to ask for, for our circumstances to change. Welcome. You don't find him asking for that kind of stuff. You find him asking for what? Pray that I may be able to talk about Jesus with more people. You see? Because the greater purpose that we are connected to in prayer is the advancement of the gospel. What Paul calls the mystery of Christ, that's God, it's not, a, it's not an unsolved mystery. It's a mystery that has been revealed through Christ. God's purposes for the entire cosmos have come, uh, have been presented and fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And now, we have the glorious task of unveiling that to the world and of saying, look, Jesus is the key to everything. The mystery has been revealed. And so our job in prayer is to pray that God would open doors to people's hearts, to communities, into nations, that 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 life-changing, world-changing message would reach more people. That can only happen through prayer because we can't change people's hearts. We can't open doors for the Word of God. Only God can do that. And so he gives us the incredible privilege of partnering with him in this grand purpose through prayer. And you see, if, if you have a vision for prayer like that, we will be more devoted to prayer. So often, I think we treat prayer like defense. Life kicks something at you and you just try to kick it back through prayer and keep it away from your goal, right? But actually, prayer is offense. Prayer is moving the ball down the field for God's purpose in the world that doors may be opened for the gospel, that we may proclaim it clearly, that, that God may bless his word as people hear it. That's something to get excited about and to, be, to inspire devotion in prayer. Amen? Not just defense, but offense. Joining with God in his purposes in the world. So how, how can we do this? How can we grow in prayer? You know, um, I think it's so necessary that we do, both as individuals and as a church, because, well, let, let me give you some context. <clears throat> um, one of the reasons 
I wanted to preach about prayer this summer is because of this deep conviction I have that the future that God wants for our church can only happen through his power and through prayer. Back in July, you remember Dale Edwards spoke here, who was the outgoing Vermont, New Hampshire regional minister for the ABC. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, and I think he had some almost prophetic words, some words that we needed to hear. He said, the era of the post-World War II institutional church is over. And we're back to the era of a missions movement. What he means and what I firmly believe is that the things that got us this far for the last 60, 80 years are not working anymore. And so we need to adapt. We need to pay attention to what God is doing and courageously join him in some, some new ways of doing mission in our community not just assuming that the things that used to work will continue working. The gospel message doesn't change, but the way we share it with people does. And so how can we, how can we do this? Only through prayer. We need, we need to be devoted to prayer, to, to be able to be watchful in joining with God and what he's doing to partner with him, and to reach our community. So how can we do this? Well, as individuals, um, many of you probably know what you already need to do to be more devoted to prayer. Maybe it's cutting something out of life that's getting in the way. Um, maybe it's uh, just uh, ha forming some new habits or uh, laying down some deeper, deeper grooves for new habits. Maybe it's continuing to do what you're already doing, but with, with more uh, persistence and faithfulness. I can't tell you what it is you need to do to be devoted to prayer, but God can reveal that to you. And it has to start with believing that prayer is worth it and with seeing a glimpse, catching a glimpse of this grand purpose that we are connected to. What about as a church? How serious are we about prayer as a church? I, I thought of the way in which we, our church has been very devoted to maintaining our church building. And thank God we have been because we can sit here today and the building is standing, the building is beautiful, the building is serving our church and our community. But w can we be as devoted to prayer as we have been to our church building? I think we need to do both, but we will only be able to follow God's leading if we are as devoted to prayer as we have been to our roof and our bricks and our pews and our and the Jimmy Center and septic system, right? All these physical resources we have are wonderful. We need to also be devoted to the spiritual work of prayer.
So there's a monthly prayer meeting, which, um, you know, a few, a handful of the same people tend to come to that, and we appreciate the faithful ones who do, and we want to invite more people to come and join us on the fourth Thursday of every month to pray together. Um, we, as a church, we can pray for each other, and uh, I just realized that some of you may not know that Lorinda sends out the, what used to be the prayer chain that Valerie coordinated for many years with the phone has transferred to an email. And um, if you want to be on that prayer email list to receive updates or requests, um, talk to Lorinda. She can add you to that list just as a way of praying for each other as needs come up through the week. <clears throat> we pray as we gather on Sundays. Prayer is one of the most important things we do when we gather to worship, right? I'm encouraged by the fact that Paul is talking here not to individuals per se. He's not just saying each one of you people in Colossae devote yourselves to prayer. He's saying plural, devote yourselves, y'all, Right? As a church, be devoted to prayer. And so there are times in my life when I might not have the discipline or the faith or the energy to be as devoted to prayer as I should be, but someone else does. And we carry each other as a church. We inspire each other. We encourage each other. We um, commit together to making prayer a priority. So may we do that for the sake of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.